Hey, actually, out of I know my Alec Guinness impression was terrible, but I do a fantastic Dobby impression. Harry Potter must not return to Hogwarts. I suggest a new strategy. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode 14. I'm Brian Seddon, and I'm joined by Chad Viss. Greets! And Brian North. Thanks for remembering my name and yours. All right, right on. So, uh... Thanks again for joining us. Uh, the week after Star Wars Rebels premiered on Saturday, so uh, nice to see some Star Wars on the screen again, albeit the small screen, but still good to see it. Um, and uh, a few days after Mr. Mark Hamill's birthday, I believe he is 65. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I believe you, if you say so. Yeah. I think he's the same age that Alec Guinness was on A New Hope. Huh. Wow. So, that's an, that's an yeah. interesting fact right there. Indeed. Do you guys want to sing happy birthday to him? Or nope. Casey's well, we wished listening? Him happy birthday. Uh, we wished him happy birthday on the uh, Facebook and Twitter page, so I'm sure he saw that yeah. and enjoyed it. Said um, thank you, fellas. Great podcast. Yeah. Keep it up. When are you going to have me on? I uh yeah, his birthday wasn't complete until he saw that. So, um, so yeah, thanks for uh, coming aboard. And uh, I got a good episode for you tonight. We're gonna do uh, some Star Wars news, talk about what's going on. Uh, we got a uh, character spotlight, searching the archives. We got um, interesting indeed, and then I think we might have uh, a little trivia competition near the end of the show here. So. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> so I'm so thrilled. Buckle up. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and jump into the news. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, buddy? Um, so here's what we dug up. Uh, Star Wars Death Star's famed feature was a complete accident. What? Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, film artist Colin Cantwell tells Reddit how the iconic trench came to be um, inside the Death Star, and it turns out that the X-Wing owes its life to a night of drinking. Um. So <laughs> Colin Cantwell is 84 years old. He was a concept artist on uh, the original Star Wars, um, and he was a... Uh, one of the spacecraft designers, but um, he was tasked with making the uh, the Death Star, and um, he, you know he he put this this ball together basically that that was the Death Star, and somehow where the two points joined, um, the middle of the uh, the joining started to sag, which became the trench. So. He says, uh, George Lucas gave me the project of designing a Death Star. I didn't originally plan for the Death Star to have a trench, but when I was working with the mold, I noticed the two halves had shrunk at the point where they met across the middle. It would have taken a week of work just to fill and sand and refill the depression. So to save me the labor, I went to George and suggested a trench. (laughs) He liked the idea so much that it became one of the most iconic moments in the film. Cool. So there you have it. Um, basically he said, you know what? I don't want to go back and redo this. He went to George and said, Hey George, how about a trench? And, uh, so there you go. So 
pretty cool. I think it worked out well for everybody involved. I feel like I was there just now. Yeah. That reenactment Uh, was spot on. uh, It probably was. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. But, um, you know, so then it's interesting, um, you know, to think, though, that there was no trench. Like, you would have thought George Lucas thought of that. You know, I'm going to have this trench in the Death Star and have this epic scene. And it, it totally wasn't his idea. It just happened by mistake. Um, and then obviously he wrote a, the story around that, but he didn't come up with that idea. That, that, that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. So. wonder how they would have um, blown it up without that. Like, what was the original plan? You know? Yeah. Good question. B-Nob? Um... It would have had to be an inside job. Hmm. Literally. <laughs> so, all right. Well, cool. And then uh, he also talks about the X-Wing. Um, the X-Wing fighter resulted from a simil- similar, almost accidental moment inspired by a night out. So he says, uh, it had to be ultra cool and different from all the other associations with aircraft. Uh, in other words, it had to be alien and fit with the rest of the story. And he says, a dart being thrown at a target in a British pub gave me the original concept, and then it went forward from there. Hmm. So there you go. He saw basically a dart. I don't know if it was flying through the air or if it was already in the dartboard, but obviously he saw the X and thought of the X-Wing. Cool. So how about it? That that's that's more reassuring than uh, the whole trench thing. I was starting to think that everything we've known about this was all accidental for a minute. Yep. So pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. I have not. I apologize to those that uh, uh, have and feel like I should have known these stories and known him. But um, he was actually on Reddit. Um, do you guys ever go on Reddit at all? Reddit's awesome. I love Reddit. Yeah, I guess they have a um, what do they call it? You might even be subreddit. Reddit ask. It's uh, called Reddit. Ask me anything. Yeah, AMAs they do that periodically with people of yeah. importance. So I tried to actually go to that and, and look at that, and I guess it's where they type. Uh, I guess you can just comment with them. It's yep. like a forum. It's a forum. You go and ask questions, yeah. and then they can respond. For yeah, usually they do it for read, a certain uh, amount of time and. I was going to try to read it, but there was just so much on there. there there's just, I can't consume all that information. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's something that came out this week. Pretty interesting. Um, something else that came out was the Rogue One uh, final trailer release date. And uh, basically it's been announced that it's going to accompany Marvel's Doctor Strange. Um and uh, that will be coming out. What was that date? I think it's, it's going to hit November fourth, isn't it? Well, it's going to hit Russian theaters on October twenty eighth. Okay. With the U.S. release following a week later, so might be a chance you see it. You know, at the end of October there. Um, how be it in uh, uh, captions, subtitles, mm. right? I think I just wait till the English. Mm, really, to... Chad? Yeah, I Cheers. prefer my Star Wars trailers in Russian, actually. Well, okay, teach his own. I, I do. I mean, it's the only way to go. Is it? It is. 
Okay. All right. I believe so you. So that's that. Um, so one more trailer coming out for uh, Rogue One. I'm interested to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, just a trailer. I understand that. But, you know, with all the talk about reshoots and tonality and a new composer and I'm you know I'm wondering if we'll see much difference um or if we'll even be able to catch a different vibe from it so do you do you think that their show they show too much in trailers these days like oh, yeah do you feel like oh, we're yeah. seeing most of the movie by the time I mean I want to see them for this yeah. podcast obviously and because I'm a Star Wars fan but to the point where it's like I almost want to just see the first one and leave it at that yeah, I mean, I won't say, I, I don't think like Star Wars shows too much in their previews, uh, but they're definitely like, I'll go to the movies and see previews and I already know the whole movie mm-hmm. by just watching the preview, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It seems like most movies do that. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they give too, too much away. I mean, I was still in question about a lot of things going into The Force Awakens, so. Um, sure. I don't think they gave too much away. I think Rogue One has done enough just to whet my appetite to want to go and see. Well, it. I think we all know what's going to happen. I mean, we, you know, um, typical well, like people like us, Star Wars fans, we're probably more into it, obviously, than than just your rag, regular movie goer. But uh, I think most people understand what's going to happen in that one. But hmm. but in general, I do agree with you, Chad. Yeah. Most uh, most films give too much away. Sure. So, all right, next. Um, so this is making the rounds. Will Star Wars explore Chewbacca and Maz Kanata's relationship? So uh, really? if you remember in Force Awakens, um, when they come into Maz's castle, uh, what does she say exactly? I was going to try to watch it again, that scene. Like, where, like where's my boyfriend? Yeah, exactly. So I like me that, so, um, like that Wookiee. Um, so Lupita, who plays, um, Maz, um, was asked the question basically. And she says, a brilliant question as a representation of Maz, I would say, I certainly hope so. I think that is in Maz's hopes and dreams. So, um, and that's in regards to her having a, Maz having a relationship with Chewbacca. Um, just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop. <laughs> so, w- Wookiees need love too. This, this you know? just nope. No one. Um, we don't. No one needs to know that. You know. I it mean, does, like, you know, what, Chewie's going to be movie, in the Chewie's going to be lonely. Don't put Han's that in the movie. Gone. Don't put that in the movie. That's just Han is gone. You know how do we know they didn't have a fling? Who cares? Hey, could they be a little could, hey, they could child, right? Ray, <laughs> I mean Ray's parentage, oh, Chewbacca no. and Mazatlan. Definitely, Go don't think away. a baby would look like Ray from them. Hey, the Just Force can that. do many magical things. <laughs> Wookies need love too, Chad. Do we really need to know about this, though? Honestly, I mean, Chad, I realize you're... people want to know everything they can, but stop it. all right all right um next uh ralph mcquery do you guys know who that is he's a concept artist i believe he's a concept artist (laughs) i believe um 
<laughs> he is uh, he is you know the main uh, concept artist behind Star Wars, huh. and most people probably have seen some of his concept art and don't even realize it. Um, but there's a new book out from uh, Abrams Books, which I'm assuming that's associated with J.J. Abrams. I could be wrong, but you would think. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, though, so um, it could just be coincidence. But anyways, it's uh, Star Wars Art Ralph McQuarrie, and it's a comprehensive guide to the artist's incredible body of uh, Star Wars work. It contains unpublished interviews, insight from colleagues, and 2,000 illustrations across two hardcover volumes encased in a box featuring McQuarrie's iconic early concept art for C-3PO and R2-D2 on Tantooine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says some of the arts being reprinted for the very first time includes covers, um, uh, includes covers, McQuarrie's concept art from the original Star Wars trilogy and beyond, um, includes paintings he did, um, but it's pretty cool stuff. Chad, I, I know I sent you a link. Uh, B-Nob, I was going to send you a link, but I was afraid your computer would shut down. Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, you know, we'll we'll post this on the uh, Facebook page and on Twitter. But a couple of things, and Chad, I don't know if you got to see both links I sent you. Um, there's one uh, cool picture on the this one of the links here, and it's um, it's basically of what his early concept art for Darth Vader was. Um, the white-looking one? Or? Well, no, that's no. a different okay. one. It's, uh, so it's, um, it was one of his other ones for Vader, but it's, uh, it's actually where they get the look for the Death Troopers in Rogue One from. Mm. So, Neat. And before I even read that, as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, wait, you know, that looks like a Death Trooper. Mm. Um, so you get to see cool stuff like that. And there's another scene. Uh, there's a one of his concept arts for uh, uh, Chewbacca. Um, you know, I was looking at that and right away I thought, man, that looks like Zeb. And then sure enough, I read the, uh, um, you know, the little caption and Dave Filoni, that's where he got his concept art for, uh, for Zeb. That's cool. Um, oh, I remember, so, I remember seeing those on, on the special yeah. edition and it's, it's pretty close. He's kind of freaky looking, a little bit more yeah. freaky looking than Zeb is, but. But he remember. definitely has some of the same, uh, structure there. So it's, it's cool that. You know that they they borrowed from a lot of this early concept art, and they find places to plug it in. You know, there's the one, there's another painting um, of uh, the uh, concept art for Jabba's palace, and there's this uh, I don't know what you call it. There's this structure that kind of is like the gateway to his palace, and that J.J. Uh, Abrams used in The Force Awakens um, on Jakku. And uh, so if you saw it, you would recognize it immediately. So like I said, we'll post some of these pictures up on Facebook. But this is a new book that came out. Um, so I think a lot of people would love to get their hands on it. But how much do you guys think this book costs? Well, I looked, so I know. Yeah, so B-Nob, how much do you think it costs? Ooh, this is like the price is right. Hardcover. If you're, if you're within $20, <clears throat> it's yours. How much would I pay for it? Or how well, much is it, were, does it cost? How much do you think it's retailing for? It, it's two uh, two volumes, hardcover, and they're together. Yes, yep. I'm going to say eighty dollars. Oh my! You're wrong. Two hundred and fifty dollars. 
Save up that allowance. Yeah. So, anyways, but they are definitely cool books. Uh, definitely collector's items. So, and you I'll can get them at Sam's scans. Club for uh, sixty-five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll wait till someone scans it all and puts it online. Is that bad to say, dude? Online uh, is that terrible? That's I'll... the physical book and looking at it on your computer. Not the same. Not even close. Well, I'm disappointed. I that, I'm disappointed in you, Brian. <laughs> I'm going to wait till it's on Amazon and I'm going to get it in um, bad condition for the, co- <laughs> for the cost of shipping. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Well, um, Rebels premiered this Saturday or last Saturday. I apologize. Um, or two Saturdays to... ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, what's it? Is that a... No, like they could listen to it me? later, way later. Oh, you well, never know. listen to it a year from now. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, as of this recording, there you go. Uh, there you go. That's Rebels good. premiered uh, last week, Saturday. Did you guys catch it? Yeah, man, it did. B-Nob, I think you're kind of halfway through it, right? You just figured out how to get it um, on your Apple TV. I did, so I'm about halfway uh, through it. It's good so far. Good. I didn't. I didn't realize yeah. it was going to be an hour at first right and that's why yeah, i was like sitting I. down ready to watch it for 20 minutes and i was like i'm a little yeah. longer than 20 minutes in here so i paused mm-hmm. and realized it was an hour long episode yeah. so yeah so so definitely um definitely was really good obviously there's a time gap in there between um episode or uh, season two and episode three um i like the vibe of it though um like i said i missed some of season two but i was able to catch up through uh you know, just see some of the recaps. Um, but, uh, you can definitely tell, you know, obviously Ezra is, um, in touch with the dark side, mm-hmm. um, using some of what Darth Maul has been teaching him and what the holocron has been teaching him. And, um, you know, there's one scene I wasn't going to talk about it's right in the beginning. So it's not really a spoiler, but where he controls the person controlling the, um, at at right was it an ATST. What was that? the atst um which i don't remember seeing somebody physically control somebody else like that well yeah physically controlling him to physically control like taking control of the pilot and not jedi mind tricking him but like controlling his arms and the button thumb presses on the trigger for the for the gun and actually, right. like taking a step and making the chicken walker take a step. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's it was a pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, it was it was uh, you know a good display of force powers, but then also it was just a it was a pretty powerful scene. You know, mm-hmm. I think the music was was done really well in that. The intensity, um, yeah, and, and that, everyone and even, was stunned by what he was doing. Yeah. yeah, all the characters were like, "Where did you learn that from?" Mm-hmm. You know. I think um, I liked Ezra more in that one scene than I've had the than I than I have like the rest of the whole series. Hmm. Like I just felt like it like legitimizes him as like a strong male yeah. character rather than just like a little kid tagging along. Oh yeah, yeah he's definitely no, he's, matured he's definitely, a lot. Yeah, definitely matured, definitely coming into his own. Um I still think my prediction is true though that he will turn to the dark side and Kanan will have to uh Pull them back. The more I watch all, this, all fingers the, crossed. 
the more I see, like you said, Brian, or Binob, the Force Unleashed story being played out, like with Kanan being blinded and his interactions with the Bendu, and then how Ezra is pulled for the dark side. I see, I see Rom Coda when I see Kanan, and I see Starkiller a little bit when I see Ezra, and I'm like, man, they, it feels like they're really borrowing. Maybe not beat for beat story, but they're bar- borrowing like the direction and and the feel of the relationship of these two characters. Right. Just something that I would love to see happen is is Ezra to maybe even lose his memory and and kind of be awakened by Darth Vader or Darth Maul or whoever as this agent of evil, this this like killer, um, dark side user. And then his journey back to who he was and, and coming back around. Yeah. Just, just I love the Force Unleashed storyline. If they, you know, they've been taking so much from Legends and the expanded universe, obviously, with General, uh, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn, um, you know, in this, um, in this season. So it's a factor in those stories that I, you know, loved from the expanded universe. Force Unleashed is one of the best. Star Wars stories, I think that's out there that wasn't canon back then. Um, to integrate that into these stories now would be pretty yeah, interesting. Real cool. So, what do we think of Thrawn? Huh? Um, I think he's you know obviously you can tell he's he's incredibly intelligent. Um, there seems to be you know a lot of uh, you know you could tell even like the other admirals respect him or fear him. You know, he's the only one with that Grand Admiral title. Um, and there's there seems to be a lot of mystery surrounding him as well. So I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to play out really well. I think, um, obviously, he was super popular in the Expanded Universe. Um, but I, I think his his uh, entrance into the, uh, to the series, I think it was a good one. And he's definitely going to be a, a good villain this season. Um, I, I agree with what Brian said. That's probably the first thing I thought about him when he came on the show is that just how intelligent he was of figuring out what the rebels are up to. Um, like I, f- I felt like even in the original trilogy and in other areas that the uh, the higher the hierarchy of the empire are a bunch of like babbling idiots who just get choked out, <laughs> or or they're just just power cr- hungry yeah they're power hungry they're crying all the time you know even even uh grand moth tarkin is kind of you know i like seeing grandma tarkin i just uh, chad you you text us this week about that uh that episode of clone wars mm-hmm. um and, and and he's captain tarkin back then in the clone war series you know right. running around with anakin and it's so cool just seeing that episode this past week and then watching the season one uh season three i'm sorry of, of rebels it's kind of cool to see him age but even he's kind of snarky, he's just kind of kind of snubby and doesn't really say much, kind of does what he does like he did in The New Hope. But it's good to see an actual uh, officer of the Empire have some brains and try to outwit the rebels. And I hope that they bring that in as well going into Rogue One, that it's just not a guy that's getting choked out, but it's somebody that's actually threatening um, in Rogue One. Yeah, he's he's so much bigger picture than everyone else's. Like when they're stealing the Y wings, and one of the uh, Imperial officers say something about the whole fleet, Rebel fleets coming. He's like, he says that's not the that's not their entire fleet. 
and he's not super upset that they stole the Y wings because he's learned right. something about them. He's learned about what force they sent, and thereby calculating exactly how big they are. Um, his big he has a much bigger plan than that one battle, which tends to be every commander's you know immediate attention is on what they're doing now, and if I fail, I'm dead. You know, whereas he's so much longer down the road. Yep. Um, and then I, uh, you know, another thing that I thought was so was cool is, um, you know, aside from, from the Thrawn storyline, was just the introduction of, of the Y-Wings, seeing those again, um, and them going out to steal them. It was kind of cool. You know, that's one ship, like when my kids watch, um, that they recognize, obviously. So, um it's it's just cool to see some of the uh, the original trilogy trilogy stuff worked in there. Yep. Um, but no, good stuff. What did you guys think about the Bendu? He was cool. He's very mysterious and said a lot without saying a whole really much of anything. Um, I liked the the voice actor that we talked about. You know, the Doctor Who the fourth Doctor guy did a good job, I think, and him and Kanan's dialogue and Kanan realizing that he's afraid even though he didn't think he was is is was uh, was a cool cool bit to see yeah so so one little highlight you know he says the bendu notes that uh he says the jedi and sith um well the light and the dark side and he calls it the ashla and the bogan and he says he's the one in the middle hmm. um but I guess George Lucas originally had that in his um, one of his early drafts of Star Wars, uh, A New Hope. So, so which one was which? Ashla would have been light. Bogan would have been dark. Okay. Um, and he's and he's in the middle. So, you know, I don't why where those terms came from. And why they didn't make the film, I don't know, but it's kind of cool that, you know, like I said, that they worked that in. Um, that's the cool stuff about, like, all these things is they they borrow from all these other Star Wars uh, stories or, you know, even artwork, things like that. And they, they find a way to put it into uh, to canon, into story, and I think that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I think... it looks like we'll... Yeah. I think the Ben is cool. It just shows, like, another side of, like, the ancient side of the Force... You know, all all that we're used to seeing is just the light, dark Jedi versus Sith. But there's, you know, the Force. You know, thinking, you know, it's been around, you know, in the Star Wars universe for, you know, forever. And just to see like the ancient representations of it, maybe ancient names that they called it by a different name back then. Um, you know, it's just very cool to see. Another thing about that scene too that I really liked is, you know, it's just tough when you have a character like Kanan. And I'm not particularly a big fan of Kanan until I kind of, like Chad said, saw that Rom Coda kind of parallel there. But to kind of, the, the one exciting thing that I think I like seeing about Kanan this, this season is that he spent the last two seasons being the teacher and the mentor to Ezra. And just to see him kind of having his own challenges where he has to grow as a character, um, you know, and, and through this disability... <laughs> Yeah. But uh, just to see him grow as a character makes I think I think this is one of like the just one episode and I think uh, I'm more I'm interested in seeing where um, Kanan's story goes you know than I have been interested in with his character the last couple seasons. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, so we know Darth Maul is going to be back. And the Bendu will be back. We'll see, uh, you know, the Holocron. We'll see what happens with that. And don't want to ruin that for B-Nob. I don't think he's that far yet. So, um, um, looks to be a good season. Like I said last week, you know, Dave Filoni said uh, it's going to be a, um, a dark season for the Jedi. So we could only assume things are going to get pretty grim at some point. Um, so anyways, but I, I thought it was a great, uh, great premiere episode. Yeah, so, go watch what, it. What I, yeah, what I, you know, when I look at, when I watch those things, like, I get frustrated when there's a throwaway episode where it doesn't, you know, an episode that doesn't advance a storyline or the plot yeah, or, right. and uh, so this, this one was not one of those episodes. So great, great premiere episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So lastly, um, kind of keeps with the same theme, Dave Filoni, um, he has, uh, it's been announced basically that he is kind of taking over all of Lucasfilm animation. Um, and, uh, essentially long story short is, uh, there's talk that there's probably going to be more or at least another star Wars animation, uh, series coming out at some point. We don't know when or what, but we did talk about that last week and i think chad um kind of keyed in on some of that as well yeah man so more cartoons more yeah, animations. You guys, we talked about it a little bit last week you know any final thoughts on what you think it could be what what era it could be who knows i mean like we said between jedi and uh force awakens would be cool to see maybe yeah. poe's parents or see poe growing up who knows there's a lot of options yeah, I think I think it would be that because you still got the Force Awakens movies coming out, not the Force Awakens, but you know what I mean, that timeline. New, yeah, the newer trilogy. Um, Relevance. Yeah, so so you'd have to do in between there. Otherwise, you'd have to jump really far ahead or yeah. you know, super super early. It would make yeah. sense to kind of stick within the relative timeline to the new stuff they're doing now. You don't want to go back further necessarily. Yeah, I think from done. a marketing standpoint and keeping mm-hmm. people's interest, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, so. I think that the I think that the best part about the animated movies is that is is to have them fill in the blanks during certain eras. So, you know, they they could possibly do a young Anakin and Obi Wan. You know, before you know, while Anakin's training between Episode One and Episode Two, there is ten years there that they can draw from mm-hmm. um, of that relationship there and and, and other people. Um, you know, something that I'd be something that, that I think would be kind of cool to see. Um, is is a pre episode one maybe a young Qui Gon and Count Dooku um, series would be cool. Yeah, um, uh, I think you know I don't think people would care though. I mean I could be wrong because who would have thought people would have cared about you know Rebels, but um, you know I think we're kind of past. I think I want to see for me I want to see Luke more Luke, right? Because mm. you know we got we got. A New Hope, Luke, and an Empire, and Return of the Jedi, and now we have old Luke. But I want to see him in action. I don't think you're during gonna see, his prime. I don't think you're you going to see after, that in a, in a like motion. It's going to be in print form. I think anything of that because oh, I want to see it animated. I, I want to see because Return of the Jedi is when he reached his prime. Yeah, and that's when he, you know. So after that, he should have been kicking some butt. Yeah, you know but then you I mean? gotta get then you gotta get Mark Hamill to voice all this stuff. Otherwise, if you get a non-Mark Hamill Luke Skywalker animated show, 
No one's gonna he'd watch do it that. He 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 would do he it. Would, yeah. Maybe he would somebody do it. Else, but were they gonna willing, willing somebody to pay else that? did Obi Wan in Clone Wars and it sounded just fine. But that's not Mark Hamill. Okay. Not the same. But he does he does animation now, so it wouldn't shock me if he did it. Hey, but yeah, should, you're right though; they'd have to pay. We him. should do a pre-episode four, Luke, and just hear him whine every episode about doing different things yeah. on the farm. He's talking about after Jedi, not after <laughs> New Hope. Yeah, I'm talking about before the New Hope. You could just hear him cry about me. having to do moisture farm duties. Nah, here, Peru, I have to do that. <laughs> That's why I think it's gonna. It'll be a book or it'll be a comic, Brian. It's, they aren't going to make it. All right. Well, a, let me ask show. you guys this question here. Would you prefer an animated series? Yes, we have the, our theories about what time frame it is. But do you go the Clone Wars route and focus on characters? Um, you know, a few episodes. I kind of like the Clone Wars because it it, it's you don't have any two main characters. Yes, Anakin and Obi Wan, but they do they they introduce so many different side stories and. They already they did so, that, though. So many Done. different minor characters. But I'm saying that they have a lot of characters from the movies in, um, as main characters in Clone Wars. So would you go the route of Clone Wars and have just a string of a couple main characters? Or do you go the Rebels route and coming with brand new characters? Probably go with current. Current characters that actually exist, and then create a show around that, rather than creating brand new characters already again. Because I mean, you've created brand new characters with Ray and Finn already. You know, Ben, they're new characters. So to create another set of new characters, I think is overdoing it. Okay. Very interesting. Luke Skywalker. All right, so. I think that's going to wrap up the news. Do you guys have anything? Did you see anything? Am I missing anything? Oh, I'm sure we're missing something, but you know. That's, How I, dare you? Nothing. <laughs> How dare you? Right. Well, I just, I'm excited about the future that the anim, an, animation is going. I'm totally. just going to say that just because the last time that, you know, when Disney bought out Marvel a few years ago and they had that whole clash between Marvel Entertainment and Marvel Studios. And then that one day it, we, we saw on the thing that Kevin Feige was just in charge of the studios and everything in terms of the cinematic universe. And everybody thought that there was drama and that there was a reason that they did that because of certain things. But the real reason was that they just want to put their focus on it. Now you look at how big of a monster that whole cinematic universe is just from one man taking the reins and taking creative control. And I think, you know... Dave Vioni, you know, mentoring under George Lucas uh, under Clone Wars and then doing such a great job with Rebels. Now that he's in that master role, we're really going to see them roll out with some really good stuff. So, Totally. Couldn't agree more with that. All right, good deal. Let's wrap this puppy up and move on to Searching the Archives. Worthy of recognition in the archives of the Jedi Order. The advantage of old archive data. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. Bring me the archive data. Okay, so um, this is from Clone Wars. And b mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, made reference to it in the podcast. But I've been going through Clone Wars again and... You know, some again, some for the first time. I've seen a lot of them hit and miss as my chair squeaks, but not every one, so I decided to go through all of it. So I'm in season three, and I got to episode 18, 
And come to find out, and this Searching the Archives is going to tie right into our character spotlight as well, so I'll just talk for a real long time here. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. So, oh, um, so I was watching episode eight or see episode eighteen of season number three, and Anakin and Obi Wan and a group of uh, clone troopers, the Strike Force, are tasked with going to free um, a Jedi from the Citadel, and the Citadel is a prison that the Separatists have on a planet that basically is unescapable um it's it's kind of like alcatraz but an entire planet worth the citadel the citadel so the jedi they're going to rescue which will be our spotlight is evan peel now evan peel is a lanik and he was in um the it's just a dumb name for a jedi evan peel it's like does, it sound does like he have a, a show jedi. on comedy central <laughs> <laughs> Not Keenan Peel. Uh, P I E L L is how you spell his last name. I guess. I mean, are you pronouncing it correctly? Yeah, that's how they say it in the show. I Sounds mean, like a nerdy kid from my uh, middle school. Could be like, you know. So Evan like Peel, Daniel Thompson. Yeah, you know, it's just like, hey, even the normal people can become John Jedi. Smith. So he kind of looks like what Yoda is like a him. little bit. He's short. He's not green. He's like Caucasian skin colored. He has really long pointy ears that come out. Like they're bigger than Yoda's ears and like Oh, so he's not longer. human? No, he's not human. He's, he's Lanik. He's human and he has like a generic name. Yeah, like he's that? Lanik. His, his species is Lanik, as I mentioned. Okay. Um, and, and to make him even creepier, seeing a, a, a version like him of Yoda is like seeing like a cat shaved. Have you sure. seen this guy already? Yeah, he, yeah, you have too. He's in the movies. I have. Right. He, oh, why is he? He's he is got blind. one eye. Yeah, he's blind in one eye. He has an injury where his eye is like cut, so he's got like a scar over his face where his, his uh, one of his yeah, eyes are. Yeah, he's real are. creepy. And he's got hey, real he, long that's pointy a ears. Disability. That's not. They kind of stick that. out sideways. Yeah. He's short. He's got like a little ponytail thing. One thing of hair in the back. Um, Star Wars. So, anyways. The the episode goes, and the reason that I wanted to talk about this episode specifically... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry not to cut you off. No, yep. that's fine. Yeah, he's disgusting. Yeah. And you don't really... In the movies, he doesn't really do a whole lot. He's part of the Jedi Council and stuff, but in the, in the show... I think he's only part of the Jedi Council in episode one. Correct. I believe that is, that is true. I think they just feel bad for him, so they just kind of let him on it. I I just remember getting the my you, you know how every time a movie comes out they have the ultimate visual guides sure and they have all the um they like break down every nook and cranny of a of a lightsaber <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I remember getting the episode one visual guide and skipping over his page because the guy just creeped me out <laughs> <laughs> he looks like you know I, r- looks I ripped like. that page out as a kid I was wow. like ugly. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. We totally tight, no, hijacked it's, it's your search. It's fine. It's fine. He looks like uh, on Harry Potter. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, you should know this. The house elf. He looks yeah, like a Dor- goblin. That thing's name? Dorby is his name. Dor- it's Dorby. Dobby. He looks like. Dobby. Hey, actually, Dobby, yeah. out of I know my Alec Guinness impression was terrible, but I do a fantastic Dobby impression. Okay, go. Um. <sighs> Man, you put me on the spot here. No, you brought it up, oh, man. You put yourself on the spot. Do we all know what Davi looks like? Yeah, he looks like well, Evan yeah, Peel. Yeah, he looks like Evan Peel. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Now you, all you have to do is yeah, hold I'm a sock. Sorry, do you know what? Do you know what Davi sounds like? Yeah, British. Yeah. He okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm nervous, but this is good. Huh? Oh man, Chad, you really want to hear this, don't you? I do. I'm waiting. All right. Harry Potter must not return to Hogwarts. <laughs> Nailed it, man. That was Perfect. actually pretty good. Now, now you just, next time, hold a sock in your hand and you'll be right. fine. So, Harry Potter gave Dobby a sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are some good sound bites right there. So, episode 18 of season three, Evan Peel has been captured along with Wilhoff. Tarkin, Captain Tarkin, as Binob mentioned earlier. And the reason they were captured by the Separatists is that uh, they have discovered a new uh, route, hyperspace route, called the Nexus route uh, that had access to both Separatist and Republic homeworlds. Um, it was a, a brand new hyperspace lane that was very, you know, to know those coordinates and know how to access that lane was sought after by both the Republic and the Separatists. So the Separatists captured them. Chad, now, this isn't the yeah. same Nexus where Captain Picard and Captain Kirk meet up in the 90s. I right? might calm down. be just, just calm a different down. time. <laughs> so half of the coordinates Evan Peel has and the other half Tarkin has. They are captured. They are tortured. Um, Evan Peel does not give up any of the information. Um, they don't show Tarkin being um, tortured, which is interesting because we know hmm. he worked for very closely with Palpatine, and we obviously know Palpatine was in charge of the Separatist army as well. But they sure did torture Evan Peel a lot. And is he that didn't where he loses the eye? No, but they did threaten to take his other eye. Is that where Tarkin was? Tarkin was Tarkin was, um, was tortured. That's why he has those massive cheekbones. <laughs> a sunken face. Um, so they he wouldn't give it up, all right? And so Anakin and Obi-Wan um, get a strike team together of clone troopers to go free them from this unescapable planet, right? It's prison. Um, and they know that he can't, they don't want this information getting in the Separatist's hands, and they obviously want to free their friend. So they send them in, and the only way they can do this is they have a blockade. Obviously, this is a prison planet, so the Separatists have it highly protected. And the, they aren't letting life forms on. Like, they just, they're searching every ship for life forms. And so R2 has three uh, reprogrammed battle droids um, that, are, that are his, I don't know, his company. They call him Commander. R2 beeps at them and they say yes sir and they do what he says. Roger, Roger. And uh, sounds so, like a day at work with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian beeps and you just say Roger, Roger. So they uh, they are going to fly the ship. R2 will be their commander and this uh, Obi Wan and Anakin they have to figure out how to get on onto this planet without being you know found out. So they get carbon frozen, just like Han Solo did. And those two and a few store, uh, not stormtroopers, clone troopers, and then also Ahsoka sneaks her way onto the mission as well. But they carbon freeze all of them intentionally, put them on the ship. They scan the ship, no life forms because they're frozen. They land, they unfreeze them, everything's fine. Um, they aren't in hibernation as long as Han Solo was, so when they come out, they can see just fine. They're not all sweaty and weird looking. Um, but I thought it interesting that 
you know, Anakin was carbon frozen, who becomes Darth Vader. And we know Darth Vader is the one that set the trap to do that to Luke, but he tested it on Han. And speaking of Reddit, uh, there's a few, I was just kind of looking around what people thought about that. And people were saying, well, why would Vader need to test it on Han if he's done it to himself before? He knows it works because it's happened to him. And they made a point that on Bespin that that was not made for humans. That kind of carbon frozen thing was made for non-life forms, other things that they would use. Um, whereas the one that they did here, assuming would be in Coruscant, was calibrated to do life forms. So they had to readjust it, um, you know, on Bespin, and then he wanted to test it to make sure it wouldn't kill Luke if that's, you know, was his ultimate plan. So I just found it very interesting that they they brought that in, and Anakin actually was carbon frozen along with Obi-Wan and, and a bunch of uh, clone troopers as well. So anyway, that was the searching the archives, and then in continuing with Evan Peel, um wait is this the character spotlight yeah i mean they're kind of the same who's that who's he what are you i want to hear their story can i just say how great that bit with han solo losing his vision is such a great part of a return of the jedi luke what does he say? I've gone for a few minutes and everyone has delusions of grandeur. Grandeur. Right. Yeah. But yeah. No, the the part that I like about it was when uh <clears throat> when he's like, How are we doing? And you know, he says it to Luke and Luke says, uh, same as always and you know, Han's like, Oh that bad, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That that makes me think of work. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then he's like where are we? He says Tatooine. You know, I was born here. You know, he's like, I'm gonna die here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Good, to good, yep. good times. Remind you of work. That's awesome. So, anyways, with with uh, Evan Peel, they obviously do rescue him. They fight a bunch of droids on this planet trying to escape. Um, as we mentioned, he was in Episode One. He was at the Jedi Temple when Qui Gon uh, told the Council about his encounter with a Sith Lord. And that was the first time that they realized, oh no, there are Sith and they're back um, when he fought uh, Darth Maul. Or came in in contact with him, you know, on the ship there. And then he was also present when uh, Yoda was testing um, Anakin to see if he was the chosen one or not. You know, saying the shapes and all that stuff. He was sitting there at that time. And he also was on Naboo when they had the funeral for Qui-Gon. He was present at that point too so he did have a good amount of screen time in episode one and obviously clone wars happens during the clone wars during the actual fighting and as they're trying to escape from this planet the droids um release these like hounds they're like wolf aliens um dog things and they're sent hunting down them and he gets gored by one of them and actually is killed um, but not before he tells Ahsoka his half of the coordinates. And then he dies. And then they wrap him in, in a towel like Shmi. And they throw him into lava like Lord of the Rings. And he goes down a lava waterfall. And that's the end of Evan Peel. Thus ends the story of <laughs> Jedi Master Evan Peel. Was he... Uh, so I, I haven't seen the... Um, the 
Clone Wars cartoons. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he like? Did he play big in in the cartoons or? Uh he's he's in this this episode specifically. Um, I don't. He's not really in any of the other ones. He's no. so he doesn't really play a big role, but he's well regarded by the jet. Like you know, Anakin knows him and Obi Wan knows sure. him, and he's been around for a long time. And he's his his main thing is he's he's a very good lightsaber dueler. Like he's real good with the lightsaber, which are some cool things where he just like slices these big droid tanks, spider tanks in half. Um and he also is really good with the telekinesis part of the force. Those are like his two strong points. Um his personality was very is very gruff. Like he's not he's he's kinda well, he's, grumpy. It's only got one eye, I mean Yeah, right. You know, so, it's quite bitter. Yeah. Did uh did they did you already explain how he lost the one eye? They didn't say. And I mean no, I didn't so do it. don't know? I I don't know. They don't mention well, it in gonna, the episode. I mean that's going to bother me. That's a well, great idea for an animated series how Evan Peel lost his eye. <laughs> it's like a Christmas story but Star Wars. Yeah. So Google could be your friend if you really want to know. I'm sure someone yeah. out there says. Maybe we'll find it by the end of the uh, episode here. <laughs> All right. All right, well, that was interesting. We noted. I, I have. Hey, do you guys have want to have theories uh, of how he lost his eye? Okay, let's guess. He was hit by a lightsaber. Uh, no, I think he would. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Yoda poked him with the cane. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you have to laugh, laugh like Yoda when he when he makes that. <laughs> That's, that was bad. Oh, wow, that's. It started off good, and it ended that, that, like that sounds like a mall Santa. <laughs> Do you have a theory, Bunam? And he has that big scar on there, so. I think that he got a. I, I think that he got a baby blaster as as a kid, and a Daisy, yeah, and Shoot it, dry out, kid. Right, and bam, it's gone. So. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, Great character to, spotlight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, it was interesting. Fan I, favorite. I didn't know any, anything about him. So, um, hang on. I think I, Evan Peel had a distinguishing scar on his face, which rendered his eye, left eye useless. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Evan Field lost his eye as a, as a cost of him foiling an assassination attempt on a royal member of his species on his home world. So it was a battle scar. Something, something in battle hit him in the face, gave him a scar in his eye, and he foiled an assassination plot, thereby... And it, and it rendered his sight. And, his and the assassin said, foiled again by... Evan Peel. And these meddling kids. <laughs> and his meddling minions. Oh, that generic name, Jedi Evan Peel. It is the I worst Jedi him. name I've ever heard. I wonder how George Lucas right. came up with that name. Jar Jar was already taken. <laughs> hey yo. Um, Jar Jar. Right, let's move Binks. on to uh let's move on to interesting indeed. Very interesting. Interesting. This should be interesting. Interesting indeed. 
Interesting indeed. You know, something that we mentioned a lot today, which kind of goes along, and uh, just for you fans out there, we don't plan this. <laughs> at we don't, all. Like zero at planning. At all. He's not even kidding or exaggerating <laughs> even a little. I come in not knowing if, if Brian's even going to talk about Star Wars tonight. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but luckily... By by the uh, by the moving of the force, we we all have things kind of in common, which is interesting, interesting indeed. Um, so tonight I have uh, uh, seven interesting saga changing concepts that could have totally twisted Star Wars or one of its characters on its head. So my first one, number one of the unused Star Wars concepts that would have changed everything. Number one. Everybody gets a lightsaber. Um, it's the Oprah Winfrey of lightsabers. Right. Everybody gets a lightsaber. <laughs> um, back if you were a stormtrooper or a Wookiee or uh, no matter who you were, um, you would get a lightsaber. So it would be very cool to see so this, everybody have so, a lightsaber. Are you saying these are things that would have ruined it? Or are you saying these are ideas? This is concept that these are concepts mm-hmm. that George Lucas came up with that never made it into the final then he saga. Scratched them, well, but it makes sense if. It's but like, would have changed it if it's like modeled after samurai, right? They all had samurai swords, so everybody's weapon would just be a light sword. So right, that makes yeah. sense in in the original thought of things. Right. That would have ruined it though. Right. It and you have. Right. And you wanted yeah, it would have been a lightsaber overload. It would have been like Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a one scene. Well, those are all Jedi though. Right. Yeah. But, but it's just I, I like how George Lucas just made it unique to the Jedi that they have their own yeah. distinguished made it more right. special we- for weapons sure. for only force wheelers. And I mean, come on, the stormtroopers can barely use blasters, let alone swing a lightsaber around. Maybe. Finn did all right. But the First Order did learn lightsaber, right? Well, they Didn't learned they? lightsaber combat right. in their training. Because they're like, in, in case chat, any one of you, chat, you meet, up with, meet up with yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that's in the comic, I think. I thought I read that. Yeah, Ray was... Uh, not Ray. Uh, Kylo was teaching. I don't know if it was Kylo himself, but... So, yeah. Cool. Interesting fact number two, Han Solo was originally going to be an extraterrestrial. I don't know if you guys heard that before. I have heard Didn't, that. I have not. So, I supposed not to be an that. alien. So supposedly, the concept art, if you look at it, reports say that he was supposed to resemble the swamp thing. Uh, if you guys know the swamp thing, uh, yeah, mixed, the with, swamp mixed, thing. mixed with a Ninja Turtle. Sure. Okay, so, Ninja Turtles Bunga. weren't there. Ninja Turtles weren't around. In How, the do 70s. How do you know? In the seventies, because they weren't created till the eighties. Eastman. So if he was a, if he was a, I mean, just think about it. If he was an alien, would they have used uh, Han Solo? I mean, would they have used Harrison Ford? Number one. And uh, would he have still gotten with Princess Leia? Was she going after an extraterrestrial like that? Um, uh, kind of get, uh, you know, an April O'Neil thing going on. Um, and what, what would Kylo Ren look like? Yeah, man. So many questions. So just so glad. Evan Peel. 
Nice. Yoda. He would have looked like Yoda if it was a Ninja Turtle, um, you know, mixed in. So, um, another early concept: Darth Vader originally did not have a helmet. Hmm. I did. Uh, I did read, or I saw a video about that actually. Um, yeah, he just had a hood. Did you know that he poops inside of his suit? Like like astronauts have a filter. Yeah, there's like some machine inside the machine of a suit that takes care of that <laughs> that form. Well, he probably get you know, get all burnt off, you know. Like he lost yeah. his legs and his his whole backside was on fire. So it's yeah. now a mechanical process. Yeah, I just feel for Anakin just thinking about that. That is torture, just living in that suit. I mean, couldn't stand it. Well, and he has to eat. He has, like, straws in his mask. Shut up. Right. I swear, I saw a thing about it. No, 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 no. I read I read about with, this last week. Inside no, the no, no. mask. And he no, has, he no. Can it's have not like, like a juicer when you have your mouth shut. <laughs> no, he has... He has Dude, what do you think? He like so, takes the mask off and eats now, a cracker? Now I'm no, picturing no, no, no. him with his mask on, with these bendy straws sticking Not out of the bendy s- straw. The it's, it's he stinks. He can stick in there, and it's like, it's like he, it's like yogurt kind of stuff he could have or well, something yeah, like they that. Talk no. about if he like decides to, just, if he decides I've to, heard, eat. yeah, I've heard that the suit nutrition. that the suit like pumps like vitamins and minerals into him, morphine. Right, like his suit, like he doesn't eat any soluble food. He doesn't even eat through the straws. He just the machine. But like, he has. Um, what I'm saying thing. is, he has that, and he can do that. I watched a video. He gets. I think he gets in his giant saw meditation chamber. I saw it on the can, internet. <laughs> Brian, Brian saw him at, down down at Jamba Juice ordering a, ordering a smoothie. You wait. I I will. You know, we need to. I'm gonna next next week. Next, stay tuned, people. What? Those are. I'll be of vindicated. Words. Next week, I will dig up this video, and we will listen to all 13 minutes of it. Oh, man. And you will like it, and you will apologize. Okay. Because the man on the video did not lie to me. Nope. <laughs> he had pictures. He had illustrations, diagrams. It seems like it probably came from a book somewhere. Sounds legit to me, I guess. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, the next one, number four. But you will find out. That's right. The question is: Is there any Star Wars character around with a cult following as as legion as Boba Fett's? Evan (laughs) Peel. Yeah, he's got a huge cult following. Does Um, now, which includes Chad Viss. Yeah, my man. What made you pick him? Oh, because you were watching the Clone Wars, right? Right. Oh, and, um, he, and he was trying to think of the best, uh, best. No, it was good. Jedi uh, captain uh, ever. I like it when it's someone we don't really know anything about. So, um, this is that's what the podcast is all about: is learning. You know, right? Brian's learning Star Wars. Here. Um, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> the wow. cult following. Yeah. Um, oh, Vader's got a big one. Well, I mean, I so you mean besides though, like the major characters, the five hundred first, right? Anywho, um, um, I don't need to answer. Probably not. 
but that's probably the biggest one. But it's surprising to learn that in the early conceptual stages, um, he was one of five nameless offshoots of the Stormtrooper Corps known as Super Troopers. Mm. Come on. Uh, McCurry's numerous concept maps of the evolution of various uh, variations of the traditional Stormtrooper helmet on Feth's signature T-Visor. Um, which are these concept arts of his early designs of the, the Stormtroopers in Boba Fett uh, probably will fit into that book somewhere if you uh, have 250 bucks laying around. Um, well, you all, know there was a big... Uh, I'm sorry, I thought you were done. No, but you can go ahead. Well, you know there was a big war between the Mandalorians and the Jedi. Did you know that? Well... Well... Well, there we was. don't really know if the Mandalorian War is even canon anymore. And, it is and, canon. Well, it, when I was Obi-Wan, doing our Star Wars history, there was that was in there, but we never got to that part. Obi Wan lands on Mandalore and kind of has a thing for the Mandalorian leader. No, I mean, I mean, even before that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so like, way back before yeah, Boba Fett old history, existed. but it is, but it is canon. Okay. Well, at this point, like in the Clone Wars during or during the movies, they're they're on okay terms. There's still like there's a section of the Mandalorians that believe they should go back to the old clan ways. Right. Exactly. But then there's a civilized group of them that run the government um, that don't live on the moon that uh, are normal people. Anywho, continue being up. So. Um... Uh, Super Troopers, kind of a lame name, but had Star Wars producers went this route, would likely that Fett would have had left much of an impression, especially without the stoic intensity and character as a bounty hunter that made him so intriguing. So, one costume design would have changed everything, and he would have just went by a nameless character that nobody really talked about. You know, in the Star Wars: The Force Awakens Lego game, they have a Boba Fett costume that's all white. And they call it, what do they call it? They call it like, uh, what do you call something when you're testing it? It's like you're, you're testing. Prototype. Yeah, it's a prototype suit is what they call it. And it's an, it's his suit, but it's all white and it looks very Stormtrooper-esque. Interesting that you, I mean, you bringing that up made me think of that. Next one. It's a Jedi mind trick. Uh, when Wookiees were taken off the table during a return of the Jedi's development, the final film's concentral artists worked on a concept of a new Wookiee-ish replacement. In addition to the Ewoks, the idea tossed around to introduce Yuzums as a secondary race on Endor, perhaps to avoid confusion of the main maintained story focus. Ewoks, the Ewoks alone made the cut. In a dash of irony, the art of Star Wars' return to Jedi mentioned that the earlier Yuzums' facial design were fine-tuned and incorporated into the Wookiee's finalized look. Years later on TV, everywhere, Yums eventually got their moment on Star Wars Ewoks, the animated series, as a villain. So they're Yuzzums. little like... They're like uh, um, little Ewok-type creatures. You know, it's funny is I remember watching that cartoon when I was a kid. I do not remember... Yasms. Yasms sounds like something you'd pack in your kid's lunch to take to school. Or Yoda's homeworld. What? Yasms. Was it Yasms? I'm trying to look it up. Y-A-Z-Z. Y-A-Z-Z. Ums. U-M-S. Yeah, ums. U-M-S. 
Y-U-Z-Z-U-M-S. How would you say that? Yuzums. Oh, that's one of that's Yuzum. one of the Yuzum. singer dudes. That's stupid. And lastly, R two D two was. Oh, it is one of the. Uh, hey, yeah. So no, back it up. So that's uh, they have them. Um, he sings in uh, one of the cantina scenes in. Uh, well, the, in uh, Return in of the Jedi, right? Yeah, Jedi and the redone. Uh, you know, for the remastered versions, not the original. So they did work him back into the movies. Hmm. He's the one that goes, Rah! Yeah, kind of like the bluesy kind of guy or whatever. Yeah. Ooh. And then the girl with the really long nose mouth sings yeah, dumb super stuff. Yeah, Do not like the special edition because no. of that. Yeah, totally. Wait, was that now? Was that Return of the Jedi he was in? Yeah, or was that... yeah it is. Yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on. Yeah. That was my last one. But you guys want one more? Oh, oh. is that seven? I lost count. <laughs> Moving on. That's all I have. All right. Well, that was good stuff. Do you have another one or not? All right. I'll tell you. R two is supposed to speak like a man. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's <Not> terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that would ruin it. Probably the same amount of beeping, just different beeps. Hey, yo, beep. Beepity beep. (laughs) He's from New York. Yeah, he's an Italian. Yo, beepity boppity. Yo, beepity bop. And then a beepity bop. Let me cook you a pizza. (laughs) Moving right along. Um, I think next up is our trivia. Chad, you got some okay. trivia questions? Yeah, I've got. I've only got. I got four. What does the winner get? I got four. What does the winner get? So the first one. <laughs> the heck. In all the movies, okay, after the opening crawl, that we're all very familiar with, mm-hmm. the camera mm-hmm. always panned down from that, with one exception. Which movie did it not pan down after the opening crawl? Are you saying out of all the six original? Correct. Oh, I already know the answer. Lay it on me. Uh, Episode four, because it just stood there. Brian? And the ships passed over. I don't know. Episode two. Oh, you're so wrong. It actually pans up. Oh. Go watch it. Go watch it. Next. Oford 1. Both yous. Both yous guys. Uh, which bounty hunter in in uh, The Empire Strikes Back is wearing an old Doctor Who costume? <laughs> it's an actual prop costume from a Doctor Who episode. I don't even know Doctor Who. Bosk. Brian? He's the only one Dengart. I know in there. Huh? Dengart. Bosk. Yes. He's Is wearing really an old, Bosk? Yep, he's wearing an old pilot's uniform from one of the uh, Doctor Who episodes. What the frick? So B-Nob 1 for 2, B-7, O for 2. What are the odds C-3PO gives Han Never tell me the odds. For successfully Sorry. navigating an asteroid field? What are the odds, though? Oh, the odds are da, 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 da. one in a Never trillion. One in one in a billion. 
3,720 to 1. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, what? Whoops. 3,720 to 1. Are the odds. Never tell me the odds. Us successfully navigating an asteroid field. And then finally. Oh, we're terrible. Yeah, you are. Vader's chess piece has writing on it. It's Hebrew. Okay, I was going to say, what language is it? And what does it say? I don't know what it says, but it's Hebrew. <laughs> the racist. Um, don't know. It is Va- Hebrew. Vacuum the poop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need no stinking straws. Uh, it is Hebrew, and it's, it says his deeds will not be forgiven until he merits. Ooh, deep. Which I never noticed. Well, why would that they be on it? Why would that be? It's, it's called an Easter egg. It's called. I an understand Easter. that. They did it to make a point. Right. Right. That. So. Right. Okay. So there we go. Those are. Uh, that's all the ones. B knob gets one and a half. Ding and, ding um, ding. Brian, you done goose egged. He was just guessing. Doesn't even count. And he got one wrong, so shouldn't that negate the... Uh... No, he got, got one and a half out of four, yeah. and you got zero out of four. Wow. Yes or not. Wow. <laughs> yes or not. So, so there we go. There were I was going through this post, and there were like 20 questions. Most of the other ones were relatively simple, and I didn't think right, they'd be worth it. Come on. Let's, let's I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't write any of those come down. Come on. Come on. I didn't. I didn't. Just, this, just do it. I only wrote those four. Who kissed? Who kissed first? Did who did Han or Luke kiss Leia first? Luke. Leia kissed Luke first. Right. Trip question. Luke got the kiss and Leia actually kissed him first. Leia pulled oh. the trigger on it. Yeah. They're from Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, all you Kentucky listeners. All right. Well. Ending on I a high note there. <laughs> yes. For all those Kentucky listeners. Ding, 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 like Kentuckians. Hey, so make sure you check out our uh, Facebook page, uh, Star Wars Rant Podcast Facebook. Like us, love us, join us. And uh, follow us on Twitter, at um, Star Wars Rant. And, um, you know, we, we try to post on there... Uh, not not over not overly. We we don't want to bug you, but um, if we see something cool, we want to post it up there. So uh, make sure you follow us. Thanks for listening. Give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. Um, really appreciate you hanging with us. This is a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Um, episode 15 will be next week, and uh, yeah, we're flying right along. So be sure to check out Chad's other podcast. South Dakota Gamer. Um, Chad, what did you guys talk about last week? Um, we talked about some video games. We talked about, actually we talked about the DLC from uh, the Star Wars Battlefront game, which we talked about on this podcast as well. Uh, we talked about what we're going to name, what the name of the new Nintendo system is going to be. The Nintendo NX, we picked out names for that, which was a lot of fun. That was cool. And we also talked about the Octothorpe. You guys know What's what an that? Octothorpe is? Don't you use know. it every day. Mm. 
It's what we call a hashtag. Yeah. Or a pound sign. It's actually yeah. an octothorpe. There you go. Listen in to learn why and how it was called that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Wow. Very interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, check out Chad's pod Chad's uh, podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next week, and we're out. Bye. Adios.